0: Everyone has a story to share that shapes the very foundations of who we are. And sometimes these stories become obstacles that we can't move past, and we find ourselves stuck. A Modern Shaman is an original podcast series that shares these stories, the shit we all go through, and the ability to overcome it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and become inspired as we share and find comfort in the stories that connect us. Join your hosts, Shaman Isabella and Kimberly Harlan, each week on A Modern Shaman, as they explore ways for you to discover healing, growth, and joy. Learn how letting go of trauma can open up a world full of beauty that awaits us all. So, can we ask you, what's your story? This is A Modern Shaman.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Modern Shaman with Kimberly Harlan and myself. Today we have our daughters. Hey, hey. Hello, hey. hello, daughters. Hey. So, uh, Super
0: excited. We are um, in the week preceding Mother's Day. And so ever since Isabella and I started doing this, um, the, our number one you know, wish for guests on our guest list has been Victoria and Harper. Yeah. So they are here with us today. Um, we kind of have tentatively set the title of this episode as things my mom taught me, the good, the bad, the weird. So <laughs> let's, Only let's, let's bring Only the up. girls in and and uh, and run
2: through it.
1: Right, well, I'd like to introduce the girls first and see uh, if they want to give a little background on themselves or what they're into or what they're about. So um, other than just being our daughters, I mean, I know being our daughters is probably the most important thing in your lives, but now that you're older, they have their own lives. So Harper, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself and who you are? Uh, What you're- Who's your mom? Listen- yeah. It's the, it's that
2: one down there. It's, uh, Kim Harlan. Hi, that's my mom. Oh, she's down there for you. She's up there for me. No, me. For me. Okay. Well, <laughs> glasses. the one woman with glasses here is my mom. Hello. Um, okay. What's going on here? I am a graduate student of psychology. I am working on obtaining an MFT, um, license to become a marriage and family therapist. Um, I have worked in the restaurant industry for the last 11 to 12 years, depending on what you count as my starting date. Um, I am currently the general manager of Modern Shaman, which is owned by Kim Harlan, who's also the one wearing glasses, um, and we ha- I've worked there for three years in a month, um, and I have lived in a lot of different places up and down the West Coast. I am extremely politically minded and uh, spiritually
1: literate, let's say. Um, And yeah, here we are. So let's see what we get into. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Victoria.
3: Hi, I'm Victoria Craven. My mother is the one in the red, and we are matching. I don't know how. You got the memo. Happen. <laughs> um, I am a creative producer and a photographer in Los Angeles. I have lived here for the past almost nine years. Um, I have been in the event industry for the past eight to nine years. Also, photography for the past fifteen years. I um, just recently moved to Venice Beach, where I love it. And yeah, I love to travel and. Get away as much as possible and
1: live on the beach as much as possible. (laughs) So, that's that's a little bit about me. Yeah, and I and I want to add to that because in high school she I would I began my business with the Orange County Healing Center and she did all the graphic design work and I felt like I still feel just feel like (laughs) I still feel that the reason I. Yes, I'm really good at what I do and I came out big and, you know, people loved what I was doing, but the image that she created for me was so high vibe and so beautiful, like the good vibes cards that she created and did all the graphics for, just, it put me kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. So I want to acknowledge and thank you, Justice Harper's been helping her mom with at Modern Shaman. Yes, you help I you did help, with. help with. The Orange County Healing Center for almost, I think, over a decade, and we created a good
3: vibe stack together. We worked on multiple websites together. We did lots of print ads together,
1: lots of flyers, lots of all of those too. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful work. So, yes, thank you. So I think we want to know if you guys have any questions for us or if there's anything you want to talk about before we, you know, ask you questions and see what we want to talk about. And Kim, I feel like since, I don't know, since you've been wanting to do this since we started the show, maybe you kick it off.
0: Well, there is nothing I am more prouder of. Um, in my life, we've talked about motherhood before and how it was not just something that I thought I would do. You like, like, I think you did, you always knew you would, Oh yeah. Your whole. At 12 years old. right? Right. So, I mean, at 23, I'm trying to find a doctor that will, um, do a tubal ligation for me. I'm trying to like shut it down at the pass. So we talked about that a lot. Um, I think in the last episode, so Turns out um, the greatest gift, I'm getting a little cliche, but you know, the, just the most amazing gift and the greatest teachers I've ever had in my life are Harper and her brother Clayton. So um, I really wanted to have, since this is a, a whole podcast and a journey for you and me, Isabella, and um, for other women that we have brought in, it's about telling our stories. And they're not always; I mean, they are almost never, you know, great stories. That's what. Well, they're great stories. Is. Easy. Oh, to I mean, stomach. I mean, like they're not I, easy to stomach. Easy. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, but um, but our whole thing is, you know, our, our we ha- all have our stories, but the teaching here, I think, for me as much as anybody else, is that the, our stories do not have to define us. So. Um, since it is that, and it is kind of you know women focused, although this hopefully appeals to everybody, whatever their gender. Um, I, I wanted to have our daughters on, but from the beginning I kept I keep, I keep having I, I've said it before, oh my God, like they're gonna eat us alive. They are gonna
2: like <laughs> they know
0: everything. They, they know it. They lived it with us. They they felt it. They processed it. It's yeah. it's their life as well, and mm-hmm. they have their own perspective on it. So
1: and you're scared to hear that. I hear it all the time already. I'm not scared to hear. That. So I'm I mean, not. That's to you know how she feels. Yeah, the kind that, of person. That, and
0: know. that is such a cool gift. I think um, <laughs> that Vic- Victoria's able to to tell you. The shit, you know, like the real deal. Mm-hmm. And maybe with my kids, it's not quite so much that way. I think I can be pretty overpowering kind of sometime. And they'll just like be like, fuck lady, you're on your you're on your
3: own. I mean that definitely
0: I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, I'm walking away at this time at this point. So I mean, do you so um yeah, that was the thing. I really wanted to have the two of you on. Um, I know that there's beautiful honesty between our daughters and us as mothers, and then um, then there's also the honesty between these two young women and us as just other human beings on the planet. So I do feel super connected to Harper. Um, I, you know... That's maybe not always the case, and I feel like Isabel and Victoria, you are super connected. I've had um, uh, we we've had Akashic Records readings together, and we have been told that this is at least our ninth lifetime together on this earth that we've been been Inuit women together. We've been pirates that like burned and pillaged. I I (laughs)
3: totally.
0: She's been my grandfather. You know, so stuff like that. Do, Do you guys have like that kind of a? Um, a knowing or a connection
3: yes I'd say uh my mother talks about it more than I do I think she feels it more strongly like she can see them when something significant happens in my life or her life and a healing transformation happens and then she gets some sort of hit of some sort um but yeah, definitely. I think it's, but I, there is an ebb and a flow always, you know, we always say it takes us two to three days to like sink into each other's energy. So like the first two days when we're together, cause we don't see each other every day anymore. So when the first two days we're together, it's very like, just, <laughs> I think mean, we had to get everything out and then, then we sink into the regular scheduled programming.
1: That's um, so, it's true though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have seen uh, past lives and you know, had like some wild things with Victoria happen, but I, re- I wanna go back to something you said, Kim. And then Victoria was like, oh yeah, that definitely happens. And then here Harper's take on it. But there's a thread that I felt. And it was uh, when you were talking about being overbearing and Victoria was like, oh yeah, that definitely happens so so talk about what is how how does that feel what do you how do you experience that and how do you have boundaries and 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 you know deal with that energy the girls Victoria 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 is the one who (laughs) your eyes were like oh like, yeah you're like me Harper you're next I'm I'm coming for you next but at Victoria (laughs) when you said that Kim Victoria goes oh god yeah and I, was like, I mean, there are days I know my mom can hear the truth
3: and there are days I know that she cannot. And so I pick and choose my battles wisely. And when I'm going to say the truth or when I'm just going to go, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I love you. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. What about you, Harper?
3: I think that's a really,
2: um, really eloquent way to put that, Victoria. <laughs> Thanks. Um, So, yeah, I have an incredibly strong mom. I do. Mm -hmm. And that is amazing. She is a warrior and she has kept us afloat through some pretty crazy things, my brother and I. And the B side of that is the way she can do it is she needs complete control. Kim has a vision. Kim is going to execute her vision. And I have described myself many times as, uh, to other people, to my own therapist, as her executive manager in life. That is my job. I support her. She has, she's the one who's going to charge ahead. It is my job to make everything flow smoothly. And yeah, part of that is I know Kim extremely well. Sometimes I think I know Kim better than I know me um, or I have for most of my life. Um, so yeah, there are days when you can be honest and there are days when you have to maybe candy coat it a little bit. And there are days when you have to like sit patiently and wait <laughs> for your moment. So you almost wind up like stockpiling these like bullet points that we need
1: to address. Um, but they do get addressed. It's, it's just, yeah, there's,
2: there's
3: a science to it. it. There's a technique
2: to it for sure.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm sure there are. I feel like it's definitely probably really interesting because you, I mean, you manage the restaurant, so you're with her a lot. So knowing the time time and the place is a lot more delicate than per se, my relationship with my mom, because we don't, I mean, I cut our ties for working because I no longer felt it was serving us
1: in our relationship. So. Yeah. Victoria tried to get out of working for me for five years. about four, four and, years. and a half years, yeah. She was like, you gotta find somebody else, mom. I can't do it anymore. And I was like, there's nobody else that can do what you do. Right, right. I, I Nobody else can do what you do. I'm yeah. not ready to let you go. Nope, 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 nope. Huh. But it's not true. And it did take me four and a half years and we finally have somebody else That has taken over and wants to do it. Yeah. Wants pleasure out of it. Gets pleasure and gets paid. And not that Victoria didn't get paid. She did get paid. She (laughs) got paid. But you know, it's 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 interesting to to have overbearing mothers. Like, did you have an overbearing mother, Kim? Oh, she's still alive. So maybe we don't talk about that. But
0: yeah, we do. Not talk about that. But um, no, she was not overbearing at all. She was a little underbearing.
1: Which is how your mother was. Oh, my mother was extremely overbearing. It, there is a, there is a, I think there are overbearing, like I think if you think of an overbearing woman, right? You have like a model of this, you think of this overbearing kind of, you know, heavy set coming at you, woman. Energetically, but it, there is a fine tuning manipulative control. Mm-hmm. It can also be extremely overbearing and under, uh, you know, sort of like kind of a beautiful. It, yeah, it's just in a beautiful manipulative, controlling way that can be very overbearing, you know. And I have overbearing sisters, older sisters that are, you know, mm-hmm. they can be very overbearing. Um, but how do you, you know, how do you have boundaries? So that was like the next thing I wanted to ask you guys. Cause I feel, Kim, do you feel that you have boundaries? Do you feel you're a good boundary person? And In... um, I'm
0: a good boundary person when I set them. I
1: I run a, an
0: operation here at, with Harper's. I don't know I, how I would do it without her, but, um, you know, it's like herding cats around here. And um, I have, right now I have 15 and 14 employees and their schedules and their shifts and and all of that. So I definitely um, love Harper's help with that and value it so much. But when it's Sunday night and I have a question for her, I try so hard just to not text her. You know, I do t- really, she's working really hard on, on her education and her classes and a thousand papers every week and all this research. And I really do um, care about that for her incredibly. So I try not to bug her. So yeah, I do set up boundaries in, for time. Emotionally,
1: mm, like, <laughs> no. Good, 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 good. Harper, how are you with bar- boundaries? Oh, uh, so
2: boundaries are something that have been a lifelong practice for me because I would not say I was raised with any. Um, Love you very much. But um, our family was very enmeshed and in some ways still is. And part of Kim is the authority is there, there is no boundary from her because it's all her territory. Um, emotionally, mentally, et cetera. And that includes me. Um, So it has been a practice as an adult to learn how to set boundaries and how to realize where do I start and where does the other person end? And I'm not even just talking about that in relationship to Kim. I immediately, of course, started dating narcissistic men and addicted men who also don't respect boundaries. Um, So that was a practice of going to a lot of therapy and understanding like, who actually am I separate of anybody else? What matters for me? What do I have to take care of? Like those are that was a lot of learning process. And now I would say in my daily life and in my relationships, I'm very firm because I've learned it actually serves everyone when you are very clear about what your expectations and your needs are. And then there's that open communication. Kim might be the one exception to that, though, where there will be some cracks in the boundaries on my end because it goes back so
1: far, and it is so in me. Victoria, how about you? I mean,
3: same. Harvard. I know the answer, but... <laughs> I've taken years to learn boundaries. It's a lifelong lesson. I definitely was not raised in a household with... I would say... I don't know, I was raised in a household with boundaries, but when it came to my mother's relationship and I, there was very far and few in between unless there was yelling involved. That was one boundary you really laid out for me pretty early on was like, she sat me down probably like four or five or three even, I don't remember how young I was, but you, I, I remember it too and she was kneeling down and she looked at me, if, if mommy's ever yelling, you just look at me and say, mommy, why are you yelling? Because I came from a yelling household, or she she came from a yelling household. So that boundary was very clear from early on, which I probably gave me a lot of footing or empowerment to be able to speak my mind with her and say, you know, still to this day, I go, why are you yelling or why are you why are you being so loud? Like we're we're just having a conversation. So for sure, but I do have noticed. I think it's you know having a single mother you know, rise up from the ashes and being her only person and her best friend and her reason for survival and her reason to do everything is a lot of pressure for a little girl. So I think I was very relaxed with my boundaries growing up with people around me, with friends, with with significant others, with just even jobs and habits and, you know, letting friends walk right all over me and things like that. So I definitely feel in the Even in the last, like, four to three years, I've gained a lot more space and energy to learn how to keep boundaries for myself and be more stern. And I think my job really gave me that empowerment as well. Um, Like, being in the event industry, you kind of just have to lay it down and be like, this is what I can do and what I can't do. Um, And it makes everything better, you know, especially if you're around someone who can't set boundaries and you can do it for them. It's, you know it makes life a lot easier for sure. So I understand that Harper.
1: Yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't have any boundaries. I had no boundaries. I don't think I was raised with boundaries. I left home so early, there were no boundaries. I didn't know what boundaries were. I still struggle. I I can feel into it more now when I'm crossing my own boundaries. So I believe that's a thing like where are you crossing your own boundaries? Because then you can see where some you're allowing somebody else to cross your boundaries. Yeah. So we, yeah. For, for
0: our generation
1: what were boundaries? Like
0: there that wasn't
3: even a word back then. Because <laughs> the word yeah. wasn't a
0: concept it wasn't something we were taught. Um, we were uh, we allowed ourselves to be objectified or or exploited or just freaking like you know messed with by so many levels of existence mostly men and um you guys have a totally different voice now yeah Yeah. i think that is so awesome i'm so i mean you know that's really something for us as your moms to be grateful for for you i think is um that change. I mean, I, I
1: think you and I, Kim, being able to acknowledge our daughters, I'm always telling Victoria what great boundaries she has. And yeah. even though it's hard for me when she's making boundaries with me, it's, it's painful. I'm like, oh. It don't is,
0: care. it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible, but it's a scale because I also feel great. really proud.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I raised that. Yeah. Somehow, <laughs> by somehow, by the grace of God, yeah, and that that's do, that little entity is doing very very well for herself, and I acknowledge and you know whatever mm-hmm. I have to go through personally, especially letting her go to to go do her own life and trusting that somebody else could take her place. Which I feel like you're going to be in that space in the next year. Trust there is somebody else that she can train that can take her place, and you can put all your trust and faith in that other person. Because there are people out there that want to work and want to do well. And when we're vibrating at that frequency of drawing in that person, I just wasn't willing. I did not want to. I still I still want her work. I still don't want her to go. But she's going to ask for a flyer like a
3: few times a year.
1: Yeah, I'll ask her. I will. I'll be like, can you do this tour one? I'll give you a lot of money. No, I mean, you know, it's 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 nice to have talented daughters that we can depend on. I know, on. I'm so yeah. so proud.
0: Hey, um, okay, Harper, I think maybe you two things. I wanted to kind of just jump back into the being raised by a single mom, basically, and then um, you had because, a question for that, Kim, because I was too. Yeah. Yeah, So that's just like a lineage now that we've, we've set up here. And do you, do you, either of you, so I wanted to talk about that. And then going past that, um, do either of you like feel like, um,
1: what do you think about motherhood? Like either for yourself or just in general? One, take, take one of those. So like, I think your question, Kim, you told me was, what was it like for them being raised in a non-traditional household? Was that the question? Yeah, basically, right. That's a good way to put it
0: because it was in our household, it wasn't like
1: there was no
0: dad. Um, after the point that Harper was eight years old, Dad was no longer living with us and had um had his own issues to work through. so, so, um, yeah, pretty much, you know, they saw him every weekend and stuff like that. But, but, um, definitely, you know, being raised by, by in a, in a single parent happens to be, a, you know, a single mom. What
3: they're, what they're but I do feel like Kim's question ties into each other. So I definitely. I do understand. They do. They do. I just wanted to take one. Thing with that. So I would like to hear what Harper has to say about it. Honestly, first, <laughs> the therapy, Well, yeah, I'm
2: I'm going to answer both questions, kind of. Um, I feel like, especially when it's become a generational cycle of you were raised by a single mom and then I was raised by a single mom, my number one greatest fear in the world is now becoming a single mom, to the point where, for a lot of reasons, I don't know if I see kids for myself. I see that that is actually a statistical... um, Unlikely a bet not impossible, but unlikely. um and part of that is because when you are when your mom is a single mom, and I feel like especially I was the oldest daughter, and um you know, I was the older sibling, and I was her heir, a parent is kind of how I've always thought of it. Um, you get parentified because and this isn't even. An accusation this is Kim had to go to work to support us to keep us in our house. that was an act of love that she did for us it meant she was gone you know twelve hours a day ten to well ten hours a day depending um we were cared for we did have food we did have a nice house but it also meant a lot of responsibility on me and my brother and especially me because I was the older one so there's this Oh God, it's like some, some therapy meme that was going around my classmates of, uh, were you parentified as a kid? I was going to say, okay, did you it? say parentified? Oh, yeah, where the child
1: becomes a parent. Yeah. Yeah.
2: When the parent, uh, when the kid has to act like an authority figure in the household, sometimes <laughs> acting like their own parent's parent. It's more common if there's like, you know, addiction or mental disease, you know, like mental issues in the household, it doesn't. But in our case, I think that you were very sad and you were dealing with a lot and you were stressed. And as an adult now, I understand everything you did. And I'm like, how the hell did she do that and keep it together? (laughs) Um, But as a kid, it meant my mom is distressed. I need to take care of her and I need to help her out. And I am responsible for the dishes and I need to help with cooking and I need to keep the yard clean and I need to make sure my brother does his homework. And I need to, you know, like you take on that, traditional parent, some of those responsibilities and like, sorry, cat in the background. Um, and then you start, um, you know, I started working very early and like, you just have to become very mature very quickly because someone has to do this stuff and it is you. Um, so there's this, this funny thing going around my, my therapy and training friends, which is, were you a parent when you were a kid? How's it going not having kids now? (laughs) And I'm like, I do feel a little bit like I, uh, yeah, the idea of having children is is, uh, viscerally terrifying and unappealing to me because (laughs) in their demo. And I'm good. And I just want to enjoy my life now.
1: Um, Although life will do what life's going to do. Amen. Victoria. Ooh, um, yeah. I mean,
3: it is really interesting when you. I mean, so I grew up with really not a dad. He was pretty absent from start to finish. Uh, you know, here and there got to see him and cherished our times together, but they weren't. They were far and few in between. So, I think for me, my number one rule since I was. Probably like ten or eleven. It was like if I was gonna have a baby, then it, there was gonna be a man involved. And and even if that man and I weren't to stay together forever, but that man wanted to be a father, then okay, that would that would work. But there is no in no world or situation in my brain am I willing or ready or wanting to be a single mother or wanting to do that. I definitely see the <laughs> Oh, good. the important, <laughs> where I have, you know, and nothing, nothing to be said about that. Because I mean, I do have women in my life now, um, that are choosing to be the mother and, and the single force in that family. And I think it's, it's beautiful. It's like an incredible choice to make. I have a friend that is lesbian and just had her first baby and chose to do it by herself. And, you know, she unfortunately has lost her entire family almost um, down to her brother. So for her, it's a way for her to continue on. And I, I think that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I'm lucky. I have a brother and a sister and they have little boys and they're awesome. And I do see the temptation, you know, I'm 31. I see the temptation of children and I am not for sure saying no, and I'm not for sure saying yes, but I, I do think. If I were to have that normal childhood, you know, with a with a with a mother and a dad and you know that household, I think there would be a stronger part of me that was a yes to that because I do have friends that had grew up with that and they're like, yeah, I want to have a family, yeah, I want to have kids, but it's terrifying. It is actually terrifying when you know, you know, we call it in our family the generational curse almost at this point that every woman back on my mother's side has raised their children alone, back to like my great grandparents. And I think that is really strong and really scary. And I would love to be the one to break that curse. But I, again, it will only be if a man is like, I want to raise a child. And I came from a family that loves children. And even if it's our relationship, you know, grows into a friendship and is not a forever thing, like that kid needs to have, a child. I don't know if I, I definitely wasn't fully the parent, but there were times that I had to be the parent. I think more later, my mom did a really incredible job being everything, being the mother, being the dad, being my brother, being my sister, being everything to me up until I'd say probably the age 14, 15, maybe 10 to 14 is when things started to shift and she started to find her own passions and And I think watching her go off and do all those things was really empowering for myself when she found her shamanism and, and wanted to explore that. It definitely came at a time in my life that I was, you know, coming to age. Um, so I definitely was parenting myself a lot from those ages. Um, but I don't necessarily look at my child and go, I was the parent the whole time. So I think I think it more has to do with wanting a partner to do it with me than feeling like I've done it already. Um, yeah.
1: Thank you girls so much for your insight. I, uh, yeah, I um, I did have a question for Victoria and we're gonna wrap it up here. I know we've gone over our time, but it's just fascinating. So I wanna keep going with you guys. If you ever wanna come back on the show, please do. But I, I, I know that around 15, when the shamanism started and I started traveling, you were, had your teenage years on your own. But I, what my question was for you, Victoria, is how, there's a memory I have of you and I here in the backyard and you saying to me, you're finally yourself. Mm. Do you remember that? Kind of. It was like you were saying, "No, you That's don't." Terrible memory, though. <laughs> no, no, cancel, cancel, cancel. But it was this moment in time, and I think we were in the backyard, crawling out of a tent, and you said, mm-hmm. "You're finally who you were meant to be," and I was, and I took that into myself, and I was like, "Yeah," because I had tried on all these different personas from the time I got clean and sober in my life together in 1991, and Really made a commitment to this baby who I was pregnant with in prison, and found out you know that I was going to have her, and that's a whole story for another podcast. But uh, that you know I made a commitment to her to be this mom, what I my concept of a mom was, and her dad was in and out of prison, so it was very challenging to to you know figure myself out and be in therapy and do all those things and. The card for today was remember who you are, even when the weight of the world seems endless. And at that point, I thought the weight of the world seemed endless. But then as Harper pulled the chariot card after, I moved forward anyway. And so the one thing I'd like to leave our guests with today and you girls with today and Kim, who's already done it, is when you're faced with adversity and challenges and you have, an idea or something you want to do, you move forward anyway, that you do it anyway. And you don't let that challenge or that adversity take you down and swallow you up and make you spiral into this. Out of everything, I'm sure Harper believes this as well, Is that is what you guys
3: have taught us is that even against all odds and all crazy mishaps and growing up yourselves, which is like crazy to think I'm the age that you were when you had me now is nah, you persevered, you kept going and you did it, you know, maybe not always for yourself, but you always did it for us, you know?
1: And we like you to do it for you guys. Actually. Yeah,
0: I really want you, I hope you do know. I hope you feel how much strength you harper have given me and i know victoria you've given your mom isabella just yeah. You, yeah. you have you have you turned us into lions you know just yeah you made us better people yeah to be to yeah. be to you having you and needing and raising you and taking care of you we were it, it taught me so much about raising myself and taking care of myself and standing in my power and understanding.
1: Yeah. That. And did you do this, Kim? Like, okay, you might not have boundaries for yourself and you might not be able to speak up for yourself. Cause I wasn't able to, but right. man, if somebody fucked with our kid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: And I think see. Harper and now Harper does it for me a few years ago. Um, we were up in Seattle, just walking down a sidewalk and this, um, Kind of sketched out. Who knows if he was, you know, just smoking whatever or just whatever. But he, she saw him coming. We're we're walking down the street. He's coming right at us, and he passes on my side, and he pushes me—not hard, but he touched me. And and I was just like, "What?" Because because I just took such a big blast of his weird energy. Yeah. And 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 it, I would, it's just like. Paralyzed me for a second, and Harper's like, "Don't you fucking touch my mom!" <laughs> so it's the same thing. That's amazing. I, I love that we <laughs> take care of each other, and I yeah. feel that like that will never
1: end. And and I and I think I'm when worried. we're I think when we're old and gray, we can guarantee that we've got good girls on our side
3: (laughs) see Harper, this is the only thing that my brain goes to is like if i don't have a kid who's gonna do this for me i think
2: about that all the time because retirement is so scary and my parents to
3: just be the good aunt like be the cool godmother aunt like i got you know know. the other children you think your
1: brother will have kids
3: Harper? he
1: doesn't want them I don't know if he will because again, life finds a way
2: um and that's honestly the one thing that does hold me back a little bit where I'm not ready to you know take medical steps to to not have kids with me and my partner because I think I want some form of child in my life at some point, or else what's why do it um, but I don't want it. To be mine and if it's not if I don't have nieces and nephews to do that with you know that's that I'm is
1: say you guys are really really young
2: so that's true and I'm not even thinking about it for five older years and
1: older and older so yeah. let's just table it for now
0: <laughs> and I I truly look forward to the day the the other day Harper said to me um
3: mom I'm dog crazy instead of baby crazy. Oh I'm so dog crazy. <laughs> dog crazy actually babysitting my friend's dog right now and she's oh, been
0: yelling buddy. i definitely see you with goats in the future also
3: goats yeah. Goats. yeah
2: yeah no i have love and i need to love some i need to nurture something and yeah. my plan is farm animals or <laughs> or rescue animals or something like, like that and then i'll be a therapist and i can work with kids if i want to do that i was
3: gonna
1: I'll say you're
3: away. gonna have a lot of nurturing. Yeah, you'll change someone's life and then they'll be like, I have to take care of our life, you know? Hopefully. If therapy
2: works right, you change your own life, but...
1: That is true. Thank you, girls, so much. Mm. And yes, if therapy, if you're doing it right, you change your own life and don't live seriously through your clients. Um, Mm -hmm. Before we go, Victoria, I just want to show you something I found in the drawer that I'm wearing today. It's going to make me cry. Yeah. Do you remember making me this oh,
3: so yeah. Mother's Day, oh.
1: like beautiful bracelet? Twenty years ago,
3: I don't yeah, know. Twenty at least, right? Oh. Yeah, I, of the things that I have done.
0: <laughs> I love you. You're wearing a, a necklace that Harper just made for me. Oh, um, just <laughs> that's made for me. Amazing. My that's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. My that's my, weird. my dog. Died a couple of weeks ago and and like the next night she she came into the restaurant and it was her day off and she's like, Are you like I do you had time? I just need to come and drop off something. It's like, okay. And she spent all this time and all these stones have meaning and and just little things like that, right? It's means everything.
1: It's incredible. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is so cool. I love that you both of our girls are dog people. Like <laughs> So cool. Well, I have
2: two cats asleep within six feet of me, but they're easier in an apartment.
1: Good. I think it's all get together in person now that we've done this. So Mm. thank you guys for being with us. Thank you listeners for tuning in. And remember when the weight of the world seems endless, remember who you are, continue to move forward as shamans in your own lives Continue to plant your seeds of becoming and growing. And until the next time,
0: peace. Bye, girls. Love you guys. Bye. We We missed you already. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's
1: Day. All those mothers out there. Bye.